1: Don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each
2: day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. Enjoy
0: the call. Good afternoon. Wonderful to be here with you on this Friday afternoon. And welcome to you watching us on Facebook and Twitter. This is The Call, 10 stocks picked by you. I've got two expert guests here with me in studio. We've got one hour to get through them all. Friday, the 26th of February. Oh, and I'm Nadine Blaney. So a big warm welcome to not just you watching us on Facebook and Twitter, but also to my guest hosts here in studio today. Where shall I start? Adam Dawes, Sean Partners is joining me here. Also, Henry Jennings from Marcus today, not done in order of favorites, of course, okay. gentlemen. Uh, listen, I'm not gonna ignore the fact that we are <laughs> you know, seeing a pretty significant sell-off today. Yeah. Now, I know there is context to that. I know we've been on quite the run, but uh, down by 2%, have you had people calling you up, Adam, getting a bit nervous because we're hearing about bond vinculantes and the Yes,
1: like. reflation trades and all this kind of stuff. So yes, there are people that have called me today and uh, potentially complaining about how much money that they've lost, albeit we've had a very good recovery since March mm-hmm. and, and moving forward. So look, um, Aussie dollar, I think, is also a really big story that's really sort of hurting our healthcare sector, the CSLs of the world still under a lot of pressure, ResMed, those kinds of things. The resources are still doing okay, um, but we've just had some really big dividends coming out in the last week or so as well. So, you know, those kinds of things sort of weigh on markets. But I think it's good that we're having a little bit of a softening. I think 6,600 would be my level mm-hmm. where I'd be cautious if it started to go below there. Then, uh, you yeah, potentially we might need to uh, reassess positions.
0: Plenty of people saying, look, I- bit of a shakeout, bit of a correction wouldn't be a bad thing for the longer term health of this uh, bull market rally. The thing, though, that I'm trying to have a discussion about with many guests is there may very well be a change in this cycle that we're in. I mean, that is to be expected if we yeah. start to see rising interest rates, if we start to see yeah. inflation. So is it wise for investors to just think about their portfolio positioning, you know, as always?
2: Yeah, I, I, think, I think it is. You know, we've gone through the halcyon days uh, of this market. We've gone through huge rises, as Adam says. Mm. You know? But when you look at this time last year, just as reporting season was coming to a finish, the market started to get a bit wibbly wobbly. Mm. That was even before COVID started to rear its ugly head. This year, we haven't got COVID. This year, we've got rising bond yields. And that is a problem. There, there is inflation in the system. No matter what Federal Reserve Chief Powell says, there is going to be inflation. You can't chuck $2 trillion at the US economy in stimulus right. payments. They're already overstimulated and not knowing what to do with their money so much so that they're going to GameStop. Then you put in another $2 trillion of infrastructure spending. It's quite possible that by the time Powell wakes up to it, things have got a little bit out of control. Um, you know, We've gone from 08 on the 10-year to 1.7 or whatever it is, that's a a pretty big move. Yeah, it is. That is a big move. When you put that into the big models for the growth stocks, that
1: is a big move on valuation. But isn't that what economies are supposed to do? We've, yeah. We've, re- we've had our uh, recession. We're yep. now in the recovery Did phase. Did we have a recession? Well, the a the recession, It was a very
0: unusual recession, but it was a recession.
1: Yeah. And so now we're in the recovery side of things. This is normal, what markets happen. And this is... So, you know, everyone's getting a little bit scared, but I, I sort of wonder why, because the economy is moving in the right direction.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just think it, it's it's a healthy reset because yeah. things had got very bubble-like in places, and we talk about you know the bubble in Bitcoin or in GameStops or all these sorts of high-tech stocks in the U.S. It's been happening here as well, and mm. we're going to talk about some of those stocks, I'm sure, today. But you only had to mention you know the theme de jour. And off she went, yep. you know, 50% up, twenty, you know, More. 200% yep. up, up she goes. You know, it's it, that can't last forever. And us yeah. people that have been around for a long time and are cynical and skeptical, like me and cranky, going, no, yeah, it's not going to last forever.
0: Yep. All right, I just wanted to get that out in the open. Uh, before we get cracking into our stock of the day, Novinix, I hope you guys have done your research because I will say many of our uh, viewers know this company very well and it's raised some 146 million dollars in a new capital through an insto raise it's a really big capital raising for a small cap company we spoke with its chief executive dr chris burns just a bit earlier this morning
1: this is a huge monumental moment for our business raising significant capital to move toward our big expansion plan for producing high-grade synthetic graphite in the united states to bolster that u.s supply chain for batteries uh, there was huge demand on the deal, and we've really taken the opportunity to choose a great set of shareholders who are coming in, both domestically in Australia and internationally, for this this big phase of growth in front of the company.
0: So stock of the day, Novanix, NVX, Dr. Chris Burns, he was talking to us about the pent-up demand for these products, talking about some of the contracts that it has signed and the fact that the U.S. government is backing this manufacturing state expansion. So it's not an explorer, it's not a digger, it's actually making and manufacturing. What do you make of it?
2: Um, it's an interesting one. Battery technology, the million mile uh, battery yep. and uh, fast charging, etc. Graphite anode, anode anodes. Um, it is an interesting company. There's no doubt about it. It's got some great partnerships with some universities in the U.S. and it is based in the U.S. And we only saw yesterday uh, Joe Biden signing an executive order about strategic materials and how the U.S. has to kind of focus more internally on that. And this kind of falls into that story. They've raised a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. That is a big chunk for a, for a company like this, and they seem to do it relatively easily. having said that, the share price is back to where they pretty much raised it so um, although the you know I had some retail investors yesterday saying, "Oh you know it's, why don't we get the same opportunity that the instos get?" Well, you are yeah. <laughs> you're going to yeah, get cool, exactly cool, the cool. same opportunity at two dollars ninety that everybody else got. so um, I, I like this you know it's a, it's a great theme, and it's been playing out. Um, across a lot of places. This, this is a company at the forefront of technology in this battery space, working on, on new battery technology that's going to enable cars to charge quicker, go longer. Um, and it's just, it, I mean, it's, it's a sexy stock, but I don't know. This, it's this got kind that pr- butt for you. It's got this kind of big price tag. And I, what worries me is it's a big raise mm-hmm. um, and you tend to see a lot of people with the fast money go into it. And as soon as it gets close to that sort of $2.90, they just go, oh, I need the money for the next thing and dump it. And that can kind of accelerate the downside sometimes. So So
0: this is not a buy for you.
2: uh, It is a wait and see how it uh, holds up with this raise. They've had some good news. The numbers have been out and uh, they've announced that the new partnership with the university. So, you know, there's a lot of good things going for this, but... You know, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of indigestion that has to be worked through, I think, before it kicks again. Unless they've got an ace up their sleeve that they're going to drag out with some massive revenue deal. But, you know, yeah. we, we know about the strategic metals and minerals thing with the U.S. Biden signed the order mm-hmm. and that's that's still a, a look at. That's not a, yeah, we're going to do it. That's a hundred day um, kind of assessment of what they need to do to do it. It's not
1: actually doing it.
0: Um, what do you think Adam is it a watch and wait for yeah, you?
1: Well it's definitely a hold for me just on the price rise of the share price uh, and obviously there you know there could be some further upside but I do see there's further significant downside given that the share prices rally and it's the early stage of the development of the company so you just got to be a little bit careful there what Henry's also talking about is some of those new big contracts potentially Samsung contract is, yep. is due so the, that might be a catalyst for them going forward. And they've also got their DPMG pilot plant that they need to talk to the market about as well. So again, that might be something that could help move the catalyst or keep that moving forward. I think the EV thematic is obviously well well documented and I think that will continue. The view has some listed ASX, Piers Talga Resources is another one that sort of does that sort of space uh, and that has performed well. Uh, going forward as well so look it's a hole from me I think the share prices rally too hard and I'd be cautious at these levels
0: okay good all right let's get on to some of the companies that have been submitted by you our viewers um, love doing these let's get going APA group coming to us from John APA is the ticker code so this company has recently reported uh, many of the broker notes that I wrote were really emphasizing that the focus of the results in the presentation was green Adaptation, so from pipelines to renewables and zero carbon.
1: Yeah, well, let's put all the buzzwords in there, and uh, maybe that'll help the share price go higher, but it hasn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, look, this is a buy from me. I like this story. It's defensive when markets will go negative, or or potentially, like today, uh, markets go a little bit wobbly. APA, Amcor, those kinds of businesses, Transurban do really, really well. Uh, it's more of a defensive play in the portfolio, and you need to have a little bit of growth as well as a bit of defensive. These guys are the best at what they do. They clip tickets on pipelines going all around Australia. They're looking to expand overseas. Um, they, I think they up their dividend uh, as well. Um, so, look, yeah, it's a buy for me. It's a really good quality portfolio holding stock for me.
0: So it does have that growth strategy over the next five to 10 years, which could come in in this more green area. But uh, to Adam's point, it's got a North American investment strategy. Do you see this as a defensive play? Is it a buy today?
2: Yeah, cash is defensive as well. But you, you're not going to get any growth out of cash. <laughs> uh, well, you're not getting a lot of growth out of APA in terms the of the moment, share price. At the moment. It's just been going one way for some time. Well, they did raise their dividend. Um, it is a defensive play. It is a clipping ticket gas pipeline business, and they are pushing the green button. It um, hasn't done AGL much good in pushing the green buttons, no. I've got to say. They, okay. they haven't exactly done particularly well with the whole renewables and the green theme. That's that's certainly a standout for them. It, it's, it's certainly a hold. It's safe, It's cons- well, I say it's safe, it's been going down. Um, it is conservative, yeah. and it does offer some sort of defensive qualities, I mm. guess. But it's- I wonder,
0: so Adam mentioned Amcor and some others that are in the defensive category. So you're saying that you, you'd even have a preferred defensive play over APA group?
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, what is it then? What's I'd, I'd look at, you know. Put your <laughs>
0: money where your yeah, mouth is. Go on, no, let's go. You can't,
2: I mean, if you're going for s- defensive infrastructure stocks, you still can't go past Transurban hmm. in my in my book. It's still a quality business. I think I mentioned that as well, didn't you I? Right. Right. You might have done. You're, okay. you're always you. on the money. <laughs> the other one that you that might be worth considering is Atlas Arterial as well. Yep. Um, Hopefully, as vac- I mean, Europe is the laggard in vaccination, yeah, had a broker upgrade today. Um, but um, you know, we could that's see a return. That's the French motorway network. Predominantly, they've got yeah. some other stuff, but it's basically the French motorway network. Um, that, that's also a play on, of course, the European recovery. So those kind of businesses, uh, even when we saw traffic numbers down in Australia because of COVID, there's still a lot of lorries going around the joint mm. um, delivering stuff. Look at Australia Post results. Yeah. Um, look at Qantas's results yesterday. I mean, even the amount of freight that they're bringing into the country, that's got to go on roads. That, that doesn't go on trains, that goes on roads. So um, I think those two are quite good defensive plays uh, with possible growth, very well managed businesses as well. Okay. Um, APA, yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all going to probably ha- have an effect because of this bond yield question that we talked about earlier now when bonds go up these sort of bond proxy stocks tend to go down because Mm -hmm. the cash-free or the risk-free rate uh is is quite attractive yeah um
0: atlas artio was upgraded to overweight from equal weight by morgan stanley although its price target cut to six dollars 33. let's move on Got a bit of a green thematic happening here province resources this is coming to us from will who says look it made some waves last week when it announced an acquisition of a green hydrogen project in wa it was up by 450 percent on the day since found support at eight cents wondering if the panel thinks it's a good time to get in now i'm not an analyst but uh just had to google it and look it up it's a natural resources company currently focused on mineral exploration copper gold nickel cobalt Vendium and other mineral opportunities. So True. is that the key? That, that's the key, right? All of a sudden it talks about green hydrogen.
1: Yeah.
0: Share price yeah. rises on the it, day. It's,
1: it's just like uh, the old mining companies that couldn't find anything became a biotech company. And then the yeah. old biotech companies became a tech company or a buy now, pay later company. I'm not discounting this one. Well, you, you're crossing to me on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Go ahead, and take it. Just, you guys just run the show <laughs> okay, yourself. All we'll right, all right. Uh, look, you know, yes, they've they put definitely put that ticket on that, that it is a zero carbon carbon hydrogen uh, technology. And look, the, the sector, if you want to talk about market sector, the hydrogen market is expected to reach 11 trillion by 2050. Yeah, it's, it's
0: the next buzz. It is Especially the Especially green buzz.
1: hydrogen. Green hydrogen or green steel, those kinds of things. Um, So green hydrogen is produced by electrolyzing water using uh, electricity created from renewable energy, wind and solar. Okay,
0: but does province resources after buying this tenement or whatever it is that they've bought, are they going to be the next big thing in green hydrogen?
1: So it's a long, long way away from getting to that stage. (laughs) Yes. And that's the problem with this thing. They've put the the sticker on the top um, and they believe they're going to be the first zero carbon hydrogen project in the world. However, it is going to take a long time for them to do it. Now we've seen the other one, Vulcan, um, and that has done uh, very, very well. VUL is the stock code and everyone loves that. So they're sort of uh, putting that one and that one together hmm. and potentially it could. I think it's got some strong ESG credentials. It's too high risk for me here. Um, I did try and play the, um, the, the Rise it did the other day and lost money. So I'm a little bit jaded on it. Um, but I think um, it's, it's a sell for me. I think it's got a long way to go and it's going to take up to 18 months for their scoping study to come through and then another 30 months to finally get some offtake agreements. Yeah. It's going to take some time.
0: So province resources, PRL, Henry, is it just uh, jumping on someone else's train?
1: Uh,
2: um, hydrogen has been around as a fuel for centuries. Can we all remember the Hindenburg? Uh, you know, th- yes. this, uh, this hydrogen is not new. Trying to get hi- hydrogen fuel out of water is not a new process. The, the the problem has been that it's quite hard to break the bonds between hydrogen and oxygen. It takes a lot of energy. It actually takes more energy to break the bonds than it does to, right. to when you burn the hydrogen. So the solution, at least at the moment, is to use renewable energy, which is in theory free, to break the bonds and use that to create green hydrogen. Now. This is, we're still a long way away from this. The, the, these guys um, have done super well. They've got some, uh, they've got some money in the bank. They've got some, uh, some, some knowledge. They're certainly tied up with the Vulcan people as well. Uh, Francis Wadine is involved as well as uh, Gavin Rezos. Yes, yep. um, so that is good. They both put money personally in. So uh, that is a tick. But this has got a way to go, and the, the mob will. Be really excited about green hydrogen because, oh, look, over there, it's new and shiny, it's new and shiny. But when you're faced with the the months and the years of actually getting to, to the pr- production, yeah. off-take agreements, get all the other studies done. And the place to put your money. The mob moves to something else that's bright and shiny. So, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. It, it, you know, a good time to buy it would have been two cents, but... Um, you know, eight cents, nine cents. Would I be buying it up here? Maybe, maybe not. It's it's so hard. These things move so, really. So quickly. is, it, you, is yeah, it a buy? Did you, did or no, it I don't know. I don't know what it what what was. Is it? It? This is a watch and act. If it, I, I couldn't. You can't recommend buying these sorts no. of stuff. So but it's you, not a buy. It's not a buy. Okay, but it's not, not a sell. at the moment. It's not, it's not, a, not a sell. Right.
0: Well, this is getting complicated. Okay, Resonance Health, R H T, coming to us from James pointing out that it's a company that specializes in the development and delivery of non-invasive medical imaging software and services. It's a small cap, but it has FDA approved products, uh, getting TGA approval as well, and also now registered for sale in the EU. I think that came through just this week. So it's a technology that allows essentially, a thing to measure the amount of fat in liver and yeah. can be used in another couple of applications. So do you, do you buy the story of R.H.T.?
2: I, I've got to say, I, I get completely bamboozled by the number of companies that seem to be out there in the medical imaging space. There just seems to be, you know, every part of your body under the sun has got a, um, a fantastic, cool way of doing medical imaging. This, this does look quite interesting, I've got to say. And they do have revenue, which is always good. But it is a crowded space for investors to look at. It's not the most highly traded. They've got some cash, which is good. Um, but it's... Uh, there's so many of them out there. Yeah. It, it, it's a hard one without actually going and looking at the technology because, really and truly, that, that's what's going to sell it to the doctors. But it's certainly certain, you know, the, the whole liver thing, what is it? Hep4 fat, um, yeah. it's called.
1: Hep, hepa fat scan. Hep hepa fat, fat and
2: scan. I think it's
0: got AI in the name as well.
2: AI is good. Put that AI in there. Put it's AI that, in that <laughs> there. It's that kind of market. You put some AI in there. And you, you, so,
0: yeah. Are we being too hard on residents' health? Not me, him.
1: Uh, no, well, look, eight million in cash, four hundred fifty million shares on issue. They're going to need to raise some capital for them to then go out to one either the well, now the TGA, now they've got the uh, FDA. They're going to have to spend a lot of money to get the sales force to then start moving this forward. So this is where you've got this issue where I like medical devices due to the fact that it is a, a cleaner pathway to FDA approval because you're not putting something inside somebody's body. And it does take a lot longer time for that to happen. So medical devices are better. Um, this one, you know, you're going to have to knock on the doors of doctors, hospitals, and you need a sales force and that $8 million ain't going to cut it, I think for that. So. I'd be cautious. It's a hold from me. I think they're going to need to raise some capital, mm-hmm. and then from there you potentially might have a look at it because they'll have to do it at a discount to get the the funds in the door. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's a hold for me.
0: Okay, so that's Resonant Health, Resonance Health, I should say. Uh, the next one is a company that reported just yesterday. In fact, we spoke with the CEO on the program. Zunu, Z N O. This is a um, this is a, uh, a Uh, question, sorry, coming to us from Troy. Uh, It's one that got a lot of attention actually through the whole COVID pandemic because they're into hand sanitizer and sanitizer spray that can be used in airlines and transport and came to the fore at one point because I think someone in the UK had disputed whether or not it had the longer lasting ability that it had been claiming to so there's a lot going on with this company looking to expand globally has contract wins but the response to the result was very muted
2: the response was <laughs> muted wasn't it the response even before the result has been muted this thing's been on a, on a slide pretty much since i guess since the vaccines yeah, were um, pretty much. were announced yeah um, and you know that there's a forlorn hope i guess that once planes start flying to australia they'll all have to be disinfected with this stuff and the sprays and everything. Um, but, you know, it had
1: a massive bump up
2: on uh, COVID.
0: It's Ooh, yeah, that's not a good-looking chart.
1: That's not yeah, a good-looking so chart,
0: Down a further 5% today.
1: Yeah. So, so, yeah, March and May, June, July, mm-hmm. everyone got excited because, and then vaccines start getting announced and the stock just continues to get sold off. Yeah,
2: it's, it's very hard to like this one. There will be a level where it's attractive, but I think that's not for some time to come, I've got to say. The se- sentiment has driven this one a lot, um, and sentiment is now firmly against it, and that does tend to overshoot. And the numbers weren't too bad yeah. yesterday, Don't but um, you know, it's it's just it's a tough world to be peddling, uh, you know, hand sanitizer in the chemist warehouse. Is now virtually given away. Yeah, it's you know, every man and his dog has got it. Every yeah. disinfectant, you know, J and J have all been doing the same thing. It, it's going to be tough for these guys, I think, going forward.
0: Yeah, they're talking about um, you know some headwinds from the Brexit supply chain disruption, adding on to their difficulties. They do say that the roadmap out of lockdown in the UK could be a potential boon to the company, but yeah, it has certainly been. A double-edged sword yeah. for, for well, the company
1: because yeah. they were doing so well with the uh, COVID nineteen mm. and saying how good we are, but then they're coming out to the market and saying, "Well, we've had some issues with the company being mm. uh, un- impacted by COVID nineteen yeah. as yeah. well." So yeah, yeah. so yeah. It, it's a sell for me. I, I, I don't, I don't see that you need to be in this space. I mean, they've got some really good stuff as far as that. They're across forty-two countries and territories. They're backed by over a hundred uh, different lab reports to say that their 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 product is uh, uh, is longevity and has efficacy. However, I think with that chart looking like that, um, there's, there's probably more downside to come on this business. As, as Henry said, the numbers were pretty good in New Zealand. Uh, it's a New Zealand company, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, the, the numbers were actually quite good going forward. But that UK issue, I think is going to be compounding uh, their profitability and logistics is going to be, uh, affect their profitability. So it's a sell. It, it, it was a there. good kind of hedgy stock
2: it was one that you wanted to own if things got really bad mm-hmm. and when things started to improve and we saw vaccines, yeah. that, that why, you
0: know? Yeah, I know the hand sanitizer is a lot cheaper than it used to be at the oh. height of the pandemic, but I have not, my hands are nearly raw from using it. And I think that people's, Habits have changed. I mean, my children, even before they go into school now, there's somebody standing at the gate spraying everybody's hands. I went into the school the other day. There's hand sanitizer stations everywhere. So there is going to be...
1: They have to wipe wipe their hands as well. So, yeah, absolutely. All
0: Mm. right. Um, Listen, uh, we've got another company to get to before we are at the halfway mark. We are making good time. I'm making up for my sins yesterday. National Tire and Wheel, NDT, is the ticker code. And this question is coming to us from Gale. Now, just doing a bit of reading. Goodyear will acquire Cooper. National Tire and Wheel has the exclusive distribution of Cooper tires in Australia and New Zealand. So, is that deal that's been done by Cooper uh, with Goodyear a good thing for National Tire and Wheel?
1: I suspect so. I would think so. I mean, it's it, it's yeah, looks looks good. The, the 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 I guess the issue that I have is that this is a really small company that probably really shouldn't potentially be listed uh, and, and that's why base, well that's harsh they they announced obviously in 2000 they, they, they've been on the board since 2017 um, but they they announced that they wanted to do it to seek diversity and scale and I guess they've achieved that but now they've got to continue to grow and build a new platform and and I think that's really tough just doing tires um, I don't, I don't see it. So look, it's, it's, yeah, wow, it's been a, uh, an interesting ride uh, for, for investors. Um, numbers were pretty good. Uh, operating uh, EBITDA was fifteen point four million compared to sort of five million the previous corresponding period. Margins are 28 percent. So that's pretty good as well. And balance sheet is really good with eighteen million of net debt. But I can't get excited
0: can't get excited about tires, even though more people are buying cars, less people are using public transit. I'm not trying to sell you. No, no,
1: you're not. (laughs) Because... Oh, it's not working.
0: Anyways.
1: It's not working. No, no. no, uh, ARB would be like the the place I'd go for for something like this. I, I don't think you need to be in this one.
0: Okay. National Tire and Wheel.
1: I was wondering how many puns I could get in. (laughs)
0: <laughs> about it being
2: tired, it needed to be pumped up. It's, oh. not, it's been a good year so far, oh, all that Friday. sort of stuff. It go. is Friday. You're so, getting them all in. Okay. Uh, so I thought I'd get them all in. They weren't prepared earlier. Um, the, the problem, it's been quite a nice steady rise in this one. And I guess it's one of those stocks that's played into the whole um, you know, COVID thing because people have been going to, uh, to, to auto, you know, auto house or wherever they've been going to, doing up their cars has been one of the ways that we've been getting out and about you need new tires you need flash new wheels you need all the bits to to go with it the The Cooper deal from Goodyear has thrown a bit of a pneumatic spanner into Oof. the works right um, they have said that it could affect you know quite a large proportion of their sales so that's why when you look at that chart there that's why it's gone from it f- being a good year to a bit flat so mm-hmm. it reported three days ago or something. And that's where that fall uh, that happened. Uh, The Cooper Tire deal was the thing that precipitated that fall. Okay. So it's it's a bit longer term because that's, I think they've got an agreement for a couple more years, but it's just kind of, I guess, highlighting the risks to it. Um, It's, you know, it's not the most heavily traded. It has been on a pretty good run, to be honest. Mm. Um, similar to Bapco, similar to ARB, similar to a lot of these kind of speciality retailers that are providing a service for uh-huh. people that are bored, etc. Um, I think we've just got to wait and see with a washout of the Goodyear thing um, and then see what, what happens. Yeah, but, because it's
0: uncertainty know. around their distribution license. So yes. are you a fan of ARB as our mate here, at
2: you just got to drive around the streets, haven't you? Yeah. Followed by these Utes with just every single toy under the sun on them. They must cost a hundred thousand dollars with all the toys on. Mm-hmm. Um, ARB is definitely a standout in the in the it's sector. Quality. It's quality. It's it's run pretty hard. Yeah. But the whole automotive sector has really benefited from our inability to get on an aeroplane mm-hmm. and. Go to Europe, go to America, go to Canada, or go to Asia, wherever. Mm. It's really been the sector that has benefited. People are going on driving holidays. I know so many friends that just get in the car and drive and go somewhere. You did. did. I've done it. We all do.
0: I've got wanderlust. (laughs) I haven't been very far at all. I need to get out more. All right. Let me summarize what we've learned from our expert guests so far. Novinix is the stock of the day. Uh, Look, Henry says that it's an interesting one, but it's a watch and wait for him. It's got some great partnerships. It's in a sexy area of the market, but it's expensive, so it just can't be a buy. And uh, Adam sort of echoes that. He says, "Look, the execution is the question. It is definitely a hold, but the share price has been rising. There could be further upstage, upside, I should say. But it is still early stages. It's one to watch. APA Group. This is actually a buy from Adam. That's the only buy of the day so far." See if it remains that way. Because of the environment that we talked about to start the program, just there's uncertainty out there. Rising bond yields could cause a little bit of wobbles. He thinks that this is a quality defensive name. It is the best in the business that it's in. Now, it is a hold from Henny Jennings for Marcus today. Uh, yes, it did lift its dividend, but he says it just hasn't really done anything in so many years. What's going to change now? Yes, it's defensive, but he sees... A a better defensive play being Atlas Arteria, for example, it's a hold from him. Province Resources, PRL. So it is a sell from Adam who got burnt himself. I like the full disclosure. Too high risk at this stage of the game because any sort of commercialization for any sort of green hydrogen Technology is such a long way away, and that's echoed by Henry from Marcus today as well. Just a long way away. Uh, Look, there's some good money backing it, some good money from some good people. Of course, when you draw a line between it and Vulcan Energy, which many of our viewers are really familiar with as well, um, you know, it, it seems good. It's a good story, but it's just again, it's just a very long road to be on for the entire ride. Uh, We have got Resonance Health, R-H-T. Adam likes medical devices, but, and this is a good point, you know, it's still on a very long runway to get those devices in front of doctors and patients. That takes money. Investors should prepare themselves for a potential capital raise down the road. Um, And Henry says, look, it's a crowded space. Uh, It does have revenue, but it's not highly traded as well. It says it's interesting, but perhaps just not yet. So that's Resonance Health, and that takes us to Zuno, ZNO, this is for you Troy. Uh, Look, it rode the COVID wave, that wave has hit the beach. It's not. It's no longer. Uh, high and dry. Yeah, high and dry. Good. There you go. I've got my, uh, <laughs> it's going to be mean. I've got the dads here with the jokes. Anyhow, Oh, I'm so you sorry. You
1: called me a last week and I've carried that all week. I've
0: I'm offending that. so many people out there listening or watching right now, so I'm going to move on. It's a sell from both of the guys. There's no reason to be in this one right now. Uh, National Tire and Wheel. It's just been a long reporting season. Uh, NTD, this is for Gail. Gail, Well, look, they can't get excited about this one. Uh, Yes, people are driving. Yes, it's making something that if you're a car owner, you need at some point of the stage. But it's just a small company, not very liquid. Um, If you want something in that space, ARB would be the preferred recommendation from uh, Henry and Adam as well. So that's it. I'm going to get serious because, of course, we've got our own portfolio here on the call. We've been tracking it since July the 1st of last year. Thank you to NAB Trade for participating and coming along for the ride with us. All the companies are getting two thumbs up or a buy from both of our experts on the show we've been putting into the portfolio. So here is how it's performing. one and quarter percent on the week, 1.2% down, I should say, to be clear on the month, but up close to 25% in the full year to date. We've added IDP Education recently, Integral Diagnostics, Qantas, United Malt Group, and Intelli HR. I think that was when you were here with me, Adam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You can check out all the names that we have in the Calls portfolio, ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Okay, let's get to it, shall we? The next one on the list, uh, and I haven't done a lot of research about this one myself because the name sort of says it on the on the label. This is for David. It's the BetaShares Geared US Equity Fund. GGUS is the ticker code. Adam, can I start with you? Oh, sorry. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> I was pointing at Henry going, "You should take this one." No, no, no. no, no, no. no oh, you you do. You oh, absolutely. So, A geared fund, it is uh, geared or exposure to the US, but it's hedged to Australian dollars. Yes. Okay.
0: Which is important when you're investing via an ETF.
1: Correct. So there's two schools of thought. One is that you hedge, you pay a little bit extra. Mm -hmm. So the MER on this is 0.8 or 80 basis points. So it is a little bit more expensive than what a normal uh, ETF and potentially uh, a US ETF would be. So you pay a little bit extra. But you don't get the currency fluctuations. Now, obviously, the Aussie dollar's been on a tear of late. And you're going to correct me, but I'm going to say 80 cents. But you're going to say... It, it's it climbed above 80 cents close. last night. It was yeah. close. It's come off a bit. What is it now? About 78.70. Right. right. So I knew, he, I knew he'd, uh, he'd pull me back on my... Uh, that's sorry, that's what I'm here for. ...my currency. It's uh, actually
0: 78.51 to the very moment, oh, but on you go. There we go. Oh, sorry. So nowhere
1: near 80. So, yeah, look, it's come back a little bit. But look, with the, the, with the US dollar falling, Aussie dollar rising, potentially this is a right way to be. Do we think Aussie dollars going to parity? Yeah, a big call. Yeah, yeah I, I think so too. So potentially this is okay uh, until we start to see the US, uh, so the Aussie dollar falling. So hedging takes a little bit of fun out of the portfolio because you're not exposed to the currency. This is probably better for more people who want some more certainty in their portfolio to get some international exposure but not worrying about the currency. So, um,
0: would you put your clients in it?
1: No, I I stay out of the hedge products, so it's a hold. Okay. From me, I I, yeah, I stay out of the hedge products. Why? I I think we should just ride the wave. Yep, we 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 take advantage of the movements up and down. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm comfortable to keep that moving.
2: Okay. Right, interesting. I mean, yeah. Go on. Um, the great, I mean, this thing is not purely a hedge product. This thing is a geared investment in the U.S. stock market. Mm -hmm. Twenty-eight percent exposed to IT so you 've got to ask yourself so first of all, do you want geared because it 's about two times so every every percent that the u s broader market moves, you will get a two percent move or two and a bit percent move, so you are geared, so you 've got some leverage there, so that 's something to bear in mind and it can work for you, and of course it can work against you. Hmm. The whole issue about hedging um, is You've got to choose what risk you want to be exposed to. If you just want to be exposed to the risk of the US market, then you look at a hedged product because that's taking the currency out of it. But if you want to expose, get exposure to the the double of the US market and the Aussie dollar US cross, mm-hmm. then go unhedged. So it's important to know what risk you're taking on. So with this one, you've got the double risk because it's mm-hmm. it's geared. So Looking at the US market, really and truly, you know, we were all getting into an absolute fit about the Dow last night, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was off you know, not even 2% from its all time high. The Nasdaq has collapsed uh, to some extent. Um, and some of those high flyers of plants, but they couldn't last forever. You know, that was never going to happen. And this rotation's happening. So you've got to look at this and say, do you think the US market is going to continue to go higher? The broad US market. Bearing in mind, this has got 28%, I think it is. Yep. Uh, yep to IT and 13% okay. in healthcare. So you're you're taking a pretty big bet on those NASDAQ-y kind of stocks, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and you're doubling your your exposure mm-hmm. effectively throughout the yearing. So, um, but just know, with ETFs, you just got to know which risk you're taking on. If you just want no currency mm-hmm. risk, go with a hedged. If you want to take double risk, with currency and the underlying asset, then right now, for
0: David's uh, you know, to answer his question on no. the day, yeah, you would not be buying this.
2: That, that's the easy answer, but then we'll get through the show really quickly. Mm. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I think you know, there's there's how some, do you gain, some, exposure um, well, I, I gain
0: exposure to the US?
2: Um, I think if you're going to gain exposure to the US, you you to me, you pick the sectors you want to get exposure to. Um, whether that's hack or robo or drug or food or whatever.
0: So those ETFs that are leveraged with thematic?
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's more specific. We've done very well out of being long hack, for instance, in our, in our model ETF portfolio. So um, that I prefer to do that. The, the, you know, the US market, I think we're, we are seeing a bit of a, mm. a bit of a change. Mm-hmm. A bit of something's happening, and, and you know you can't ignore when rates go. If you're federal you know, if you're Jerome Powell, maybe you can. But if, if rates here go from 0.8 to 1.7 in a ten-year, inside two or three months, you can't ignore that. There is mm. something going on. You can't ignore copper at ten-year highs. You know, petrol driving in 166 a litre. Um, Lumber prices in the US, timber's gone through the roof, nickel's gone through the roof. Commodity prices are really high. That has got to be inflationary, no matter which way you cut it. All companies' margins have got to be cut. Mm
0: -hmm. Which you don't want as investors, do you? Rant over. Okay, Uh, let's get to our next question on the list. This is from Shirnavas. Uh, it's for NUIX, NXL is the ticker code saying there's not much movement in the share price. What is the future outlook of the company? In that's defense,
1: from... she did write that probably yesterday yeah. Yeah. and then the share price yeah. today is down, 20, down 20 something. Yeah, 20%. So
0: this is data analytics. It listed just in December, reported a revenue decline of 3.9%, 85.3 million loss of 16.5 million for the half year, did include the cost of its December listing on the ASX. But that is not the kind of report you want to be getting from a company you've just invested in.
1: Not a high growth company. And this is certainly one of those companies that is definitely looking in the high growth. Um, it is an old, well, this was a Macquarie float. So one of Henry's old uh, cohorts there. They sold it. They, they sold it <laughs> to, the, to the market. What was the IPO? It was $5 IPO? Yeah, 5
2: 20, Something five, like that. Something and then like it that.
1: listed at 8 Yeah, it went nuts. Mm-hmm. And then went to 11 and now back to $6.23.
0: So what's the story around this one? Why why did it list? What exactly does it do? I mean, you say data analytics. Um, There's competition in the space. Yeah. You know, what is it about NUIX that could potentially set it apart?
1: Isn't it it data security, Henry? Yeah. Yeah, so... And they they do
2: smart things with data as well. Yeah. Um, It's not kind of cyber security but it's it's data security smart things with cyber. they've been around for a long long time yeah i think the market took a little bit of cons- there was a couple of things when i read through the report this morning briefly when it came out there was a couple of things that concerned me one was the uh, currency headwinds that they were alluding mm-hmm. to um, the other thing was the sentence they had right at the end which i thought was a bit concerning this gives us confidence that we can meet the forecast set in our IPO prospectus. Mm-hmm. Confidence. Confidence. Now, uh, that's, that's, that's not the same as we will meet mm-hmm. our IPO forecast.
1: And at $11, that was... And when, yeah, you're, when, you,
2: when you're on a sexy multiple yeah. in a sexy space, just having confidence that you may get there is not quite good enough for the market when it's in a grumpy mood. And at the moment, it's in a grumpy mood. If you disappoint... You are going to be taken around the back of the woodshed, unfortunately. Um, and this one today has um, what's it dropped? I don't know what the latest price is. 30, 25, 30 yeah. percent. You know, it, it's coming back to maybe a, a better price. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so. maybe the you know there was lots of people falling over themselves at five dollars twenty-five, and to it went in. and it went to ten bucks. Yeah. think It went to eleven, $11. at one think, one stage. That, yeah. So this is getting back to a far more decent price. Uh, maybe another uh, day or so. And this would be worth yeah. having a look at, but it, when they talk about currency headwinds and we may we've got a little bit of confidence that we may meet prospectus forecasts, you know when you bring out the prospectus you probably want to be you, you tend to be conservative because you don't want to fail correct so the fact that they have some confidence they may meet the forecast is a bit worrying So yeah. another
1: line that I saw in there was their annualized contract value, their ACV yep um, that was only up three percent yep year on year so you want a company that's with annual contracts being renewed, you want that to be oh a, yeah. lot, a lot higher. So they did say that um, revenues decreased from the US government and uh, because of COVID um, and they saw some strong renewals and churn rate decreasing. All of those are positive, but if you can't get that ACV or the annualized contract value up and making that move in the right direction for uh, a business like this, then there is some issues going mm-hmm. forward.
0: Yeah, uh, it's uh, managing, securing, de-risking, and utilising large amount of data through analytic tools. Yep. All right, Nuix. I don't think that's an endorsement from so either one of these guys, we, but
1: what did we say? Yeah. Nuix,
0: yeah, that's, the thing. I so think, I think that's a thing. So you wait it, for a cheaper price. Yeah. I think
2: give it a day or so, and you know, if it hits if IPO price, if it's they're a back buy. down to sort of mid fives. I yeah. think it starts to look far more attractive. Ha- absolutely. And that
0: might not be that long in this environment, might, really. Might be this
2: afternoon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so
0: that is. <laughs> I'm not giving that a buy. That's no, just, no that's, no, not, no, that's not a buy. All right, uh, let's get to Damstra. DTC is the ticker code. This one is for Sandra. Listen, we spoke with its chief executive, Christian Damstra, a little bit earlier on. Let's take a listen to just a bit of what he had to say about the results.
2: I think it was a strong set of results given the current trading uh, circumstances around the globe. Uh, we're able to still uh, you know, uh, report uh, increase in revenue, increasing clients, uh, increasing gross margin, uh, shows you that uh, our leverage is going extremely well uh, within the organization and of course having just uh, did the vault acquisition as well uh, and bringing that across and being able to swallow that up and still uh, you know, uh, produce an EBITDA level of uh, $2.5 million, I think we're going extremely well.
0: So That was Christian Dempster speaking to us a little bit earlier on. So it's this vault acquisition, uh, it'll be interesting to read through the result which I haven't done in a lot of detail as to the contribution coming from that. Uh, did you go through the result in detail? I mean, what's the outlook looking in, in, like? Because he in did mention difficulties in the broader environment.
2: There you go. Um, it's it's been a difficult. This one looked pretty attractive, I've got to say. And uh, Adam will know far more about this because, um, sure, <laughs> <laughs> and partners do do quite a bit of research on this one. Mm-hmm. So um, putting you right in the spot. <laughs> Thank now. you. Thank but, you. But uh, this this one looked quite attractive some time ago, uh, and it kind of fell off. The, the perch a little bit, and it's been doing nothing but heading down. Uh, I've kept an eye on it for some sort of entry, but it really, the vault acquisition, although is good, acquisitions take time to bed down. And it although they keep saying, you know, everything's on track, the, the share price doesn't seem to be reflecting that. And they do seem to be having some issues in other parts of their business. So for me, this is certainly a avoid for the time being. Mm. I think it's just stand aside. It's still an interesting business. The vault acquisition was good, um, but you know, these things, expansion costs money. You know, getting yeah. sales people, getting marketing people, selling your product, the churn rate's not very big in this one, which is good. Um, but I think, you know, it's in this environment that we're in at the moment, you know, the market is not rewarding ho-hum, wannabes, oh, it could be all right kind of stories. And this one seems to fall into that category at the moment. Adam will, will no doubt put some more flesh on the bones, but I would just stand aside for
1: the time being. Okay. Yeah, I'm with Henry on this one. There's definitely a hold uh, from me. Um, the, the, I thought it was a solid result uh, that they basically updated the market with. Um, the majority of the expectations were met. I think there was only really one blemish on uh, the result. And that's being softer revenue growth, obviously softer revenue growth, more than expected. Um, We then looked at that further, because I think they're just going through some digestion issues with the vault acquisition. And albeit they have fully already integrated that acquisition, I think some of those operations still need to be worked out. So I think that that's probably where we're seeing some more softness in this market, or potentially the market waiting for an uptick. On the back of this acquisition to get to to move forward so I think that that um, is a positive for them to get that acquisition moving forward but it's a hold from me because I don't think the market believes the story just yet and I think I have to go with that there are some risks that I can see inside of that and obviously reduced economic activity COVID those kinds of things but um, a loss of key contracts Two of their clients were over twenty percent of their full year, uh, full year two thousand and twenty revenue.
0: Concentration risk.
1: Okay, so competition and that concentration risk means that probably if you if you've got it, you hold on to it. But I wouldn't be dipping my toe in just yet on this one.
0: Okay, thanks guys. That was for Sandra Dempster DTC. Moving right along, uh, we've got Quorum. Forum COO is the ticker code. I had to look this one up. Don't not know about not, you guys. It owns businesses and technology, software, development, software company, hardware reseller. But what it comes down to is it mostly does uh, business with pharmacies is what I could get out of it. Revenue was up 33%. Earnings up significantly. Cash on hands, $7.6 million. It did recently raise capital to fund an acquisition. This is a question posed to us from Luke. So... In the limited time you had to do your research, what did you find, Adam?
1: Why are you always starting with me? I don't know. I'll start to with start Henry. With Go, the Henry. Henry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
2: hadn't heard of this one until yesterday, I've got to say. Um, they've made an acquisition. They've got a new strategic shareholder as well. That looks positive. They have done a rights issue, so they have raised some money. They've got good cash, good sales, uh, even made EBIT of 2.2, up 2,500%. I know. I saw that 2,500%. So it's, it's, it's not a bad story. Um, it's run relatively hard uh, after, um, you can see it sort of popped out. It's not the most widely traded stock in the world. I hadn't heard of it. Um, I don't think it's a bad story, but I would say that maybe there would be some indigestion from the rights, uh, 4.2 cents was the issue price. So it was a one for three rights issue, raised 5.6 million. So. If it came back to around you know six seven cents, I think that could be quite interesting. It's it's obviously they're good at what they do. They're making um, you know they're making good revenue. They've got cash. They've got a new strategic shareholder. I'd never heard of it. I probably mm-hmm. never will again. Hmm. Um, you know unless somebody asks about it. But you know five or six cents is probably not a bad long term speculative thing. But liquidity, I think, is an issue.
0: I think a good question always is, Adam, would you put your clients into this company?
1: Ah, uh, no, no. It's too high, it's one too high risk, not enough traded. Uh, so if we get in, we can't get out. So we call that a lobster pot. And uh, from there, basically, it's yeah, it's really tough. Who, do, do, Henry, do you know who their uh, pharmacy partners are? Like, is it Chemist Warehouse? No, or is it it's like not that? Chemist Warehouse. Right, I think right. it's
0: more like mum and pop I think type, it's the little ones.
1: Yeah. I think okay, it's the guys so that have... Th- that, would, it, th- that would change my thesis dramatically if they were able to come out and say, look, we've got this pharmacy technology business, and we've sold it into Chemist Warehouse, or we've sold it into you know one of the bigger chains uh, around Australia. That means I would then definitely start to look at that healthcare or health tech focus, and I think that's something that would really give me some more confidence uh, about this business going forward. Um, look, they've got they certainly got some good technology, and yeah, potential lift in their EBITDA margin. But again, for me, it's one that is too small at the moment with uh, needs to have a big catalyst to to get it moving. Yeah,
0: look, and Luke, you know, if you know this company very well, um, you know, forgive us. It's just uh, getting across it in a short period of time. You know, it looks as if they also do... Um, help with dispensing, you know, when it comes to the technology and yeah. the software used to do that and to get client information yeah. up. Like it obviously does a lot more. It's got a health division. It's also got, yep. you know, a software division, a dispensary division. It's just from where you guys said there's just other places to put your money yeah. in, and it's risky if it's not liquid.
2: Yeah. Sure. I mean, I guess you could, if you drew a long bow, you could start talking about a vaccine play because we're going to be spending a little bit more time in our pharmacies potentially mm. there's also going to be a bit of a focus this year on pharmacies through Chemist Warehouse if we get that IPO uh, that has been debated and if we are going to pharmacies and our mum and pop you know I, I get a flu shot and sometimes I go to my doctors sometimes I go to the pharmacy I'll be getting one this year it might even coincide with my COVID shot mm. I could do the doubler mm. um, so you know maybe there's there's a thing there but you know having raised money at 4.2 they run quite well um, mm-hmm. I'd be keen to buy it, probably on a pullback, but you know, would I recommend it to people if someone approached me to barbecue and said, hey, should I buy these? You've got to go. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just, you know, it's, it's not one that's liquid enough. If you want to get in and get out quickly, you might struggle.
0: Okay, so on the opposite end of the spectrum, our final company that we'll be discussing today is Seek. This is from Damien. <laughs> Hi Damien, hope you're watching or listening. So Seek reported this week, Plenty of information coming from the company. Not only will it have a new CEO, uh, former CBA CEO Ian Narev, but it's looked to offload a stake in Xiaoping. Uh, so exiting. Uh, I guess it's it's um, Chinese business to a certain extent. Uh, but talking up, you know, some pretty pretty good recovery in the Australian New Zealand market. I'm not going to start with you first, Henry. Seek,
2: <laughs> and you shall find um, this. Uh, The market didn't take the result well, let's face it, the market took the result very badly. And I don't know if it was the result wholly that it took badly, or the promotion of Ian Narev to the CEO, and the stepping slightly aside to Andrew Bassett. I think that was unsettling for the market. No one likes a new CEO, Um, I'm not sure how rehabilitated Ian Narev's reputation is, mm -hmm. Uh, he may you know, obviously, in terms of board positions and executive positions, he certainly has rehabilitated from his um, his sins from CBA, uh, if they were his sins, but certainly on his watch. Um, yeah, I think it for me it's a stand aside at the moment. I I got to say it's not cheap, and the Xiaoping thing was not maybe as as bullish as as some had hoped for in terms of that uh, valuation, and with the new ceo there's just always that uncertainty that they come in and I know it's probably not going to happen no, but it's it will. just it, you know in the rev is a man used to running things his own way yeah you know you don't run commonwealth bank for however long
0: although he has been coo of seek for mm, quite some time now yeah so it's not but, as if he's but, not used to the culture or no, doesn't no, no, know i'm, I'm sure he's not but,
2: but there is there is a I'm sure there is a subtle difference. I'm not sure what it ever is, but there is a subtle difference yeah. between CEO and COO. Okay, but the Seek business. Do
0: you like seek the Seek business? Seek business is good.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 you know, it's a good business. Where do they expand? I mean, obviously, they've got the international side of things. Australia is probably a pretty mature-ish market. Um, I just think at the moment, just just stand aside and wait for things to settle. It's a high price PE stock, same as all these uh, high price stocks at the moment. They're having a bit of a a rethink on valuations because mm-hmm. of this bond yield that we've seen. Um, you've got a new CEO,
1: just, you know.
0: Down by 2.4% further today. Adam, do you have a differing opinion yeah, on Seek?
1: I reckon it's a buy. Yeah, okay, why? Oh. Yeah, uh, I, I think the, the this is a, a great business. It, it's one of the longest standing sort of technology plays, I guess, on the Australian market. I think the stock has definitely fallen into sort of buy territory. Around that sort of twenty-five dollars, you could probably draw a little bit of line down to twenty-four, but I'm really comfortable with it here. Um, I think the market basically came out and they obviously selling down. How did you say it? Xiaopin Yep. Uh, interest to twenty to twenty-three and a half percent, because remember this was part of their shorter report that yeah, came out
0: that it was faking some of the correct. And uh, now ads it's and coming out etc. to
1: basically saying, well, we're going to get rid of this business. We're going to sweep it under the carpet um most analysts had valued seek 61% interest at around about 3.3 billion That's a huge hit if they do and they will start to move that valuation going lower. They are still going to be a minority shareholder in the mm-hmm. business but again that's something that I think uh, the market said. Potentially, those shorters were somewhat correct yeah, yeah, yeah. in that.
0: Okay, so that is a buy. Sorry to cut yeah. you off, Adam. No, um, it's outside. just Henry cut into all of your time, and I've got to do the wrap-up still. So. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> Let's get to the wrap-up. The Geared US Equity beta shares, GGUS. It's a hold from Henry, from Marcus today. He says you need to be aware that you're exposed to double the risk currency, and also that it's very highly geared to one sector, 28% to IT, so you just have to know your risk. Um, There are probably other ways that you can do that. Now it's a hold from Adam as well, Um, he just thinks that there's better alternatives out there. Now Nuix, uh, it was a disappointment when it reported share price has come down. Uh, Henry cannot look past the fact that it said some confidence in its outlook and that's a quote, some confidence, you want confidence going forward and when the market's in a grumpy mood It's going to punish you for disappointing. Um, Look, Adam says that it's coming back to a better price, but big concerns over that annual, uh, the ACV. It's only up by about 3%. So you need to see those metrics going in the right direction before it would be a buy. So it's not a buy. Damstra is a hold from both. Henry says it's an interesting business, but it's just difficult. And the share price has not been responding very well lately. So avoid for the time being. Uh, Adam has to agree with that, that it's a hold. Stand aside for now. Uh, the market just doesn't really believe the story around Dampstra just yet, but that might change. Look, Corum, it's just too risky for both of them. It's not very liquid. Uh, there are just other things out there, um, you know. But uh, um, Henry points out that uh, if it came back to about six or seven cents, uh, you know, it might be a, a, a more um, a better price to buy in, Luke. But look, it's not coming. Highly recommended by any stretch from either of our guests today. And then Seek. You know, boy, Adam's the only guy around town who was uh, willing to hand out buys today and he's done that for Seek. He says it's a great business. It's fallen into buy charity. We prefer if it was just a little bit cheaper, $24, but still it's one of the um, longest standing tech names in Australia. Henry's just not sold. He says that, you know, He's not really sold on Ian Narev necessarily as CEO right now. He says, just wait for it to settle Gretel. Okay, that is it guys. Thank you, we're a bit loose today. I hope our viewers forgive us. Adam Dawes, Sean Partners, we've got the good information out there, that's all that matters. Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. Thank you as always, really appreciate it. Really appreciate all of our viewers taking time out of their day to listen and watch as well. If you have a question for any of our panels, Email the call at ozbiz.com.au and you can always find us at ozbiz.tv. Stay with us, plenty more to come.